And then, like, Homie gets a cell phone. Yes. And the whole pl- arc, like, plot of this arc is, like, she wants to, um, <laughs> She wants to get Todd She wants Todd's phone number. <laughs> so number, but, but Todd so is such oblivious. a... So Todd is very good at reading the room, but he has no idea that he has issues when reading Comey's feelings. Yeah. When it comes to him. Yeah. So he doesn't realize Comey wants it, wants, um his cell phone number and instead he interprets it as oh she wants everyone else's cell phone phone number number. okay which eventually then he roundabout finds out oh no i did want your cell phone number number. yeah and then we get a cute scene of comey in her room playing on her phone doing exactly what all of us did when we got our first cell phone yeah pressing the buttons flipping it back and forth yeah pretending to talk on it and then she accidentally dials tatano and then freaks out and hangs up on him yeah we get, it's kind of funny. It's it's very wholesome. Like everything about the anime oh, is yeah. extremely wholesome. Mm. Um, and there's like. Hey guys, I'm Bill, also known as the Barbecue Games on Instagram. And I'm Alex, his sister, who brings only chaos. And together we are the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. A mostly video game centered podcast. But half the time, we just talk about anime. <laughs> and that collecting thing, well, that's mostly just an implication at best. So come along and enjoy us on this adventure as we discuss the games that shaped us. And we're back. We're back. Until he's here this time. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a blessing. So she wasn't cute. during the Simpsons episode, that's for well, sure. Well, she'll be much on better behavior, I promise. Yeah. So, in between this episode and the last one we recorded, we actually... Uh, built a Me ship. and Alex built a uh, storage cube Yes. thing, so that was fun. Yeah! Probably pissed off the neighbors with all the hammering, but whatever. All right, it was only, like, people will get over it. Rating! But speaking of loud and obnoxious noises, we completely forgot to tell this story. Oh, yeah, so... so Right now, I'm visiting Alex, and Alex currently lives in an apartment complex. Yes. And right next to that pop complex is, like, a car wash. Well, it's, like, it's set behind it. So, like, the apartment complex is next to it, but then my section of the apartment is behind the car wash. Yeah. Which normally, never have a problem. It's not, like, a loud car wash or anything, but recently, I believe teenagers have decided that the car wash is a great place to party and hang out and... I think they're teenagers. That's what they look like from what I've seen. Yeah. But we're so we're watching. Well, what were this episode about? We were watching some episodes of the shows we're gonna talk about, and suddenly like music just blasting music, blaring like it's obnoxious like, subwoofers. It's obnoxious like, like rap subwoofers, and it's just like, what the heck is this hip hop? Well. Not all of it's garbage, but this was, like, pretty... I mean, I think anything sounds garbage when it's coming out of the subwoofer. I'm not gonna lie. Um, (laughs) So that's happening, and we're both just like, what the hell? And it's 9.30, and I'm like, huh, well, technically, like, the town noise ordinance is at, like, 10, so I technically, like, was like, I'm not sure if I can call. So I waited until 10, and it was like... It wasn't getting any better. It was honestly getting worse. No, it was getting worse, and, like, more and more cars were coming, so... Yeah, there was, like, 12 cars in there. Yeah. But it was funny, because the weekend... Literally, the weekend or two before, she was fine. Yeah, could, I've seen car cats brush their teeth on the tip of laptops and break the screen, so I'm not okay. having it happen. Well, okay. 
So anyways, anyways, um, it kind of happened the week before, except there wasn't, like, a lot of music, but it was more they just kept revving their engines, but it was kind of the same group of cars that looked like teenagers, and it was obnoxious, so I actually had to call the police, like, two weekends ago, so we were waiting, but that was at, like, 11, like, 11 to midnight, and I was pissed, so I called, um, but today it was, like, at 9.30, and I was like, oh, come on, so I waited until 10, and I was like, I can't take this anymore, so I called, um, Keep in mind, they weren't being subtle, like, at all. No, yeah. Like, there like, was, like, 12 cars in this car wash, which, granted, they probably couldn't see the um, the apartment complex, but they were right on the freaking main road. So. Yeah, so it was, like, it was, it's weird. Like, I'm like, why would you even want to party here? Like, okay. But, regardless, regardless. So, I was getting pissed, so I was like, alright, I'm calling. So, I call them, and I'm like, hi, I live at blah, blah, blah apartment, and there's this really loud music happening, at the car wash, like, right right behind us, and I was telling her, like, how my apartment is kind of behind the car wash, and they can't really see it from the road, and she's like, oh my god, I was like, I literally just got off this call, I didn't realize I was at the car wash, and I was like, yes, it's at the car wash, like, like, there's, I was like, and we're creeping through, like, the blinds in my bathroom and my kitchen door, and we're creeping through, and we're just like, yeah, like, it looks like teenagers, like, it looks like a bunch of, like, kids, like, I don't know, I was like, they're probably partying and drinking, but it's really obnoxious, so please help. And they were like, don't worry, we're on the way, we're gonna send, we're gonna send an officer down. And not even five minutes later, the Suddenly music, the music just stops. stops. And then all of a sudden you see all the cars just you peeling out of there. You hear all the cars start revving their engines and like, burking it And then next thing there. I know, blue lights appear, and it's like, yeah. oh, they've been caught. Yeah, it was so satisfying because we were both just like pissed because it was just, it was so obnoxious. And some of them didn't get away, which was great. Yeah, oh, oh, found the new cabinet. (laughs) Oh, what a terror. Um, So, yeah, so that was, but it was like, you know, like those like instant karma Reddit posts. That was, like, the most satisfying instant karma. It was just, like, you were literally there for a half hour, and then you got, like, booted out. Like, so I'm hoping that maybe after this time they don't come back, but I feel like they're going to come back at some point. But it was pretty satisfying. But anyways, so... Yeah, so so we had an eventful evening. Yeah, it was pretty loud. But, I mean, other than that, still the same recording session we've been on. Still in Connecticut. (laughs) Alex's cat is being a terror. I'm just gonna. No, I'm concerned she's gonna pull the thing down on top of her. That's no, cool. no, it's not heavy enough to do that. She's know. not that strong. It's fine. She's just gonna mess with the bins, if anything. <laughs> she's back. <laughs> what are you doing? I like how she's learned. Like at first she went for the top one. I said no. <laughs> then she went for the middle no. row. I said no, and then she kind of poked her on the bottom, and now she's just scratching She's scratching over there. for distraction. I'm sure you guys can hear it. Yeah. It's pretty loud. Oh. Tilly's being <laughs> obnoxious, like always. No, she's not obnoxious. She's, she's a little cute. obnoxious no, sometimes. she's cute. Yeah, like when she beats you up in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it's annoying at the time, but it's cute. Okay. Well, oh. anyway, so as we alluded to, we were watching shows during that midnight massacre. Yes. And, <laughs> midnight massacre. Sure. Geez. Not and really a massacre, more just like what this episode's topic is gonna be is we're actually going to be having our third iteration of Alex's 
Pride and joy. Yeah. Anime swap. Anime swap. <laughs> so no gaming this time, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're borderline an anime podcast half the time anyways. It's so. an anime. It's honestly just like a nerdy podcast at this point. Nostalgia podcast. Mm-hmm. So for Sorry, this iteration of anime swap, we're going to be discussing... Once again, two shows that have nothing to do with each other, because that's how this show rolls. Yes. So this time around, we're going to be comparing Comey Can't Communicate and yep. Hunter Hunter. Yeah! The 2011 version. Yes. The most recent version. Yes. Oh. So, continuing on, so I guess we should start. The first show that we watched was Comey Can't Communicate. Yes, and we watched the first five episodes. Yeah, we did the first five episodes of both shows, just to kind of get like a... Uh, a decent, like, understanding yeah. of both, because I've seen all of Comey and Alex has seen all of Hunter x Hunter. Yes. I, that's been released so far. So, Comey Can't Communicate hey! is... Hey! She's freaking scratching my chair. She's being obnoxious as possible. <laughs> oh my god. So, Comey Can't Communicate is a coming-of-age romantic comedy slice of life manga that recent very recently got an anime like the manga started back in 2016 and it's only getting an anime as of 2021 mm-hmm. and so the manga is written by tomohito oda not this not that oda <laughs> <laughs> not my oda and it's been going on pretty long tw- about 24 <laughs> volumes so far uh the anime only covers like the first i think like seven or eight volumes of the manga so far but I guess to go with it, the story is basically it revolves around two characters. There's Hitohito um, Tanado, who is like the main protagonist of the manga, mm-hmm. and Shoko Komi, who is the titu- the titular Komi. And her whole thing is she suffers from severe social anxiety mm-hmm. and struggles with making friends and just socializing in general. And she basically, she is, like, the most, what makes her special is she is, like, the most beautiful, like, character, basically, in this entire show. Like, it's it's a plot point that she is, like, beyond, like, attractive. And, but her, she, her, the way she, um, her eyes are, she has this kind of intimidating look to her, when in reality it's just her having a internal struggle because she doesn't know how to talk. Mm -hmm. Um, talk to people. So the show basically starts out with the whole premise is it's like a high school of like weird characters essentially like yeah. everybody in this high school has, has some, some sort of like character quirk yeah weird them. like thing about them like there's yeah. like literally a girl who has, just wears night armor for no reason yeah there's like super edgy students like there's a student that's literally in like Naruto gear at <laughs> one point. Um, there's like a bunch of like there's an incredibly disturbing Yandari girl. Yeah. Um, but then the the running joke is that the um, the main character uh, Tadano is like the most average human being in the <laughs> yeah. entire school, and he encounters Komi on the first day of school, and she lo- doesn't know what to do and runs away because she's afraid to yes. talk. And throughout the first episode, it's kind of like we we get kind of a it's implied that everyone in the school adores Komi, but they're too afraid to talk to her because yeah. of her the aura she gives off mm. which is something that Tadano is very good at like picking up on yeah and throughout the out uh, he ends up getting like knocked out at one point and falls asleep on his desk mm. and he wakes up to Komi talking to a stuffed cat yeah which is like the first time he hears her voice and then she notices him notice her and she immediately tries to flee the room yes which he then stops her by kind of explaining that 
he, he picks up on the fact that she's not good at talking to people. Yeah. Which causes them to... he's good at reading the room. Yeah, that's his <laughs> thing. So it then proceeds to... Um, the two of them start chatting by writing on the chalkboard, and that's mm-hmm. how they communicate with each other. Yeah. And they slowly establish that Comey's goal is to make 100 friends, which Tano then points out, well, that's only 99 left to go. Yeah. Which, which is really cute. It yeah. was a very cute one. Which Comey then... So Comey has two forms. She's got her regular eyes where she has kind of an intimidating look to her and then she has her curious eyes I guess you'd say where she gets really bug-eyed and embarrassed mm-hmm. which is when she's kind of like nervous or something yeah or intrigued so then the show kind of goes on and then we each each episode kind of has like a singular titular friend that she's trying to like try she's it's someone that she's trying to befriend each time yeah. so it's like every episode is like she gains a new friend yeah somewhat so the first friend is obviously um Najima, not Najima, I think. Yes, who was everyone's childhood friend. Yeah, that's her thing, or their friend thing. So the, the whole gimmick with them is that they don't have a gender. They're, yes. They're very, um, it, that's the whole joke, is that it, they change whenever they, depending on the situation. Yeah, And which is very, like, um, for, uh, like, an anime, like, that's a very progressive topic. I mean, mm. a lot of them don't cover that because it's very... The Japanese culture, it's not really... Well, that's why they're not they are not expressed as trans or anything, because the yeah. Japanese culture, that's different over there. So the, the yeah. whole... Depending on the situation, sometimes she's a guy, sometimes she's a girl. Yeah, but it's still... It's a very progressive uh, concept, especially with our world nowadays. Yeah. So it's really interesting that but, they did um, something like that. Najima is a childhood friends with essentially everybody and was one of uh, Tadano's childhood, childhood friends and knew him back in the day. And the whole running joke is that she actually knew Comey as well back in the day. But yep. And when they tried to talk to Comey, Comey freaked out and didn't know what to do. And because yep. of that, she got intimidated by her and thought Comey didn't want to be friends with her. Yeah. Which is why she doesn't want to be friends with Comey. Yeah. And then it kind of, like, they progressively, like, gain an understanding and become friends. But the, what's funny is this whole conversation is going on out in the hallway. And meanwhile, Comey's still in shock that she didn't want to be her friend. Yeah. And she's, and she's just, just like, stuck there in the classroom, frozen. So eventually they walk home together, and then at one point this, like, muscle-bound guy shows up and, like, confesses to Nanajima, or Najima about being in love with her, which she goes, well, that's weird, I'm a boy, because she changes all the time. Yeah. And then Nakomi notices he drops um, his keys, and she tries to give him back his keys, and he thinks Komi's, like, threatening him. <laughs> he thinks he's, like, well, because, like, she kind of, like, says, like, she's pronounces some of the words so it sounds like kill yeah so he's like oh my god you killed my family with those <laughs> keys, keys. <laughs> and then he runs off and she's literally so the whole time too there's also a narrator who's kind of expressing like what the thoughts are of the characters yeah and like she's like Comey just wanted to give him back his keys, keys. Comey was just trying to be nice and was misunderstood yep so the episodes progress onward where it's essentially the next one you get like they find another girl who has a similar so she can't it's not that she can't talk but she's very like nervous and like socially inept yeah and Kobe starts because they find that they have similar personalities Comey sees her as a kindred spirit and yeah. begins stalking her as a throughout potential the, friend yep and begins stalking her throughout the school which freaks her out and they end up like reconciling and realizing that oh okay we I, I'm you're too you're too special to be my friend mm. but I'm gonna be your slave I'm gonna be your dog which I is like that's literally okay. what she says yeah there's a lot of really goofy characters in this show. Mm. 
And it progresses on, and then, like, Comey gets a cell phone. Yes. And the whole pl- arc, like, plot of this arc is, like, she wants to, um... <laughs> she wants to get Todd She wants Todd Knows phone number. Phone number, but, but Todd Knows so is such oblivious. a... So Todd Knows is very good at reading the room, but he has no idea that he has issues when reading Comey's feelings. Yeah. When it comes to him. Yeah. So he doesn't realize Comey wants it, wants, um his cell phone number and instead he interprets it as oh she wants everyone else's cell, cell phone, phone number. number okay which eventually then he roundabout finds out oh no i did want your cell phone number. number yeah and then we get a cute scene of comey in her room playing on her phone doing exactly what all of us did when we got our first cell phone yeah just pressing the buttons flipping it back and forth yeah pretending to talk on it and then yeah. she accidentally dials tad no and then freaks out and hangs up on him yep what do we get? It's kind of funny. It's it's very wholesome. Like everything about the anime oh, is yeah. extremely wholesome. Mm. Um, and there's like a great arc where um, to get Komi to like break out of her shell, uh, Najima like sends her off to uh, get this very like overly compli- complicated like coffee order mm-hmm. at like a Starbucks ripoff. Yeah, I forget what it was called in the show, but um, it was like a. I don't remember. That doesn't matter. It was, it was Starbucks ripoff. <laughs> but it was ripoff. Starbucks ripoff. But she can't. She keeps like going in and out because she yeah. just can't. She can't get the courage. But keeps... honestly, like sometimes, like looking at like that scene was so relatable because mm. sometimes, like, I'll like want to get a coffee and then I'll look at how crowded it is in a place and I'll just be like, oh, I don't want to do that. This is a lot of social reactions. So yeah. I like totally related to that scene because I'm like. I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> I've been like, Ugh. and then I was like, never mind. Like when I was in Japan, I um, it was really funny. I wanted to get like um a crepe, and like it was at this ch- crepe truck, and it was so crowded, and I just like it was getting so so crowded, and there were so many people, and like they couldn't understand me, and I couldn't understand them, and I like I had paid, and then like I was waiting, and I was waiting, and I was like I'm so overwhelmed, and I just ran away. Because I was just so overwhelmed, and I was like, it's too much. So, I totally related with her situation there. The funny part is, though, like, the order is incredibly complicated. Yeah. But it's implied that Comey remembers it, like, word for word. Yeah. But she she's too afraid to actually say it, so the guy behind the counter just kind of guesses because the menu isn't very, like, easy yeah. for her to figure out. So then she gets this very not-right drink and brings it back. And, yeah. And then they're like, oh, this isn't right at all. Damn. And then, and then Comey just, just starts, starts crying. To cry. And they're, they all sort of feel terrible. <laughs> and then they start apologizing, like, yeah. groveling on the floor, and Comey's just like, <gasps> like, no, 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 yeah. don't do that. <laughs> She's even more open. That one's great. Um, so then uh, there was only, like, we only listened to watch two more episodes, and they were yeah. probably two of the more fascinating characters. Oh, yeah. The next was the, the, the infamous Yamai episode, where Yamai is a very interesting character in the series, because she's very lover-hater. Yeah. She is the most, so her whole gimmick is she is in love with Comey. Yeah. Like, in love, love. with Comey. Yandere. To the point where it's kind of disturbing, and she hates Todd Kind of? <laughs> it is deserving. Yeah. So she she hates Todd knows so much that she actually kidnaps him <laughs> and ties him up and locks her in her room. Well, which it's is funny full... because at the beginning of the episode, it's just like you see like a flash of him and then like he like disappears. And I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, did she like kill him or something? And you're like, just wait. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? But the and best then... part is he's tied up in her room and her room is literally just photos of Comey, Comey all over the wall. All over the wall. And it's like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But eventually, like, 
throughout the day, like, of her trying to befriend Komi, um, they eventually invites Komi and Najima to um, her house. Yeah. And then they immediately find Tadno cl- tied up in the closet. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because she's like, the closet starts making banging noises because he's trying to escape. And she's just like, oh, it's just the neighbor. Yeah. He'll stop soon. Yep, yeah, and then she's like quietly in the clo- in the closet i'll take you to that hill and bury you now <laughs> and it's like and it's just like so chaotic and then as soon as she leaves like as she's leaving she's like and don't look at the closet in like the scary voice and then yeah. as soon as she, like she's out Najima uh, looks immediately in, like, opens the closet, closet and todd knows there and she's like oh was i was i interrupting and goes something. to shut the door and he's like <laughs> screaming he's and like, basically they eventually like Comey eventually basically goes like I'll make my own friends, thank you. Yeah. And then, like, lets him go and they leave. And then the next day it's implied that um, she does... So it's basically, like, she doesn't really want to be Yamai's friend, but she'll be her friend anyways just because. Yeah. But she doesn't particularly like her. Yeah. By like, any she's means. She's happy to have a new friend, but also, like... Doesn't really care for this one really much. Doesn't really want to be friends with her. Which is understandable because, like... Um, especially, too, because she, like, has budding feelings for Tadano. Yeah, and, and she legit, Tadano's also, like, the one person that truly understands her yeah. and she really cares about. And she really wants to be Tadano's friend, so. Yeah. So, and she even at one point, like, confronts Tadano and's like, is me being your friend good? Yeah, like, like am I, I feel like I'm making your life harder. And he's like, no, it's Well, fine. he basically, like, goes, oh, okay, I understand. But that's my choice to make. Yeah. And basically tells her, like... You can you can think whatever you want, but that's not going to change my mind. Yeah, which is a really nice wholesome scene. Yeah, and then we get the final episode we listened to was one of the funniest ones because it yeah. was, um, well we also it was a combination of a lot of things happened this episode. Mm-hmm. We had the physical examination where we were introduced to uh, Comey's rival. Yeah, <laughs> Yadine, rival Yadino, who is like the tryhard of the school, and Comey literally like just exceeds at everything without trying because of course she does. Mm. And the funniest part is they're going through the physical, the in-school physicals. Yep. And she, uh, the joke is that she beats, the Comey beats her at everything except for weight. Yeah. <laughs> which weight is, and, like, sitting and height. And sitting height, which she's like, yes, I beat her at this. And then she kind of gets that realization that she beat her at weight. Yeah, and she's like, oh, Which is no. not particularly a fem, especially for, like, a, girls trying to be feminine. Yeah. Which she then goes, well, I don't need to be feminine, mm-hmm. so I beat her at something. Yeah. Um, so there's that subplot. And then we also get the, um... We meet um, Comey's mother. Yes. Who is literally... The, looks identical to Comey, but it's the polar opposite. She literally describes herself as a for eternal 17-year-old, which she basically is. Yeah. Because she's like the polar opposite, super chatty, like incredibly juvenile at times. Mm-hmm. And like Comey is like ultra embarrassed by her. Yeah. Which is great. And then we also get the final like... Um, Oh, there was the ramen scene, too, where oh, Komi yeah. was, like, the only person that actually understands all the rules of the ramen place. Yeah. While everyone else struggles. Yep. Which was funny. There was that. Like, the whole anime is, like, just really relatable, especially, like, for people who have social anxiety. Mm. Which is, um, a common or, I think, a more common trait in America sometimes. Yeah. Than in Japan. No, I definitely, I definitely could relate to her situations a bunch of time. I mean, like, especially, like, that's, like, where she's going to the Starbucks and she's mm. just, like, there's so many people and especially like i feel like starbucks makes me anxious too because like it has like all of that like 
grande event day instead of like small and large and you feel like someone's judging you and be like can I just have a small coffee please I don't want any that's just why I don't go to Starbucks because I don't have time for that well I just like one of my favorite things is like I love mobile mobile ordering like because that just makes it so much easier and you're just like oh so much but I totally relate to some of the anxious stuff because I've never been a person to like enjoy presenting or like standing mm. in front of the class like Anytime we had to read in front of the class, like in high school, hated it, yeah. hated it. Luckily, my English teacher in high school um, for like two years was super nice and like really chill and knew that like I wasn't about this, and but I was a good student, so he was like, all right, you get the pass. I'm yeah. just never going to call on you. So, but anyways, yeah, the final arc, uh, final part of episode five, the last part we saw was the, uh, they were doing some, uh school like school like sports things and it's funny because literally the entire time um it, it's back to Komi and Yadano again mm-hmm. and Yadano is trying so hard to beat Komi at all these competitions and <laughs> Komi is just doing it effortlessly Yadano's funny too cuz she like isn't an unattractive girl like mm. Uh, compared to everyone else in the show, but whenever she gets super intense, her face becomes this like deformed, like yeah, disaster. Very, very mob psycho ish. Yeah, I, I'd say. <laughs> some like, of the mob uh, psycho designs. Or um, One Punch Man ish. Yeah, very one ish, I guess you could say. Mm. And <laughs> it's just funny because she tries so hard, like especially for when she's running and she's like going super try hard. Yeah. And then Comey just effortlessly runs past her without trying. Yeah. And the whole time, at the end, the end of the climax, she's all like, "Okay, I understand. Sorry for being such a bitch." And like being like, I see we we can be equals. And Comey is having a meltdown because she doesn't know she doesn't even, she isn't even aware that any yeah, of this was going she's on. She's like, what is happening? And then the Yadna takes that as she doesn't she still sees her as a rival. So like, ah, we will forever be enemy for enemy rivals. rivals. <laughs> and goes off into the sunset. Yeah. And then becomes a minor character for the rest of the manga yeah. after that. <laughs> and we ended it off there. Um, I've watched the entire. It's only been. So the anime is only has it just started its second season now and it's oh, only okay. has like thirteen episodes so far. Mm-hmm. The dub for season two hasn't started yet, so I haven't got around to it. Yeah. But overall, I I really like the manga itself. It's a very wholesome, heartwarming manga. Mm-hmm. The anime definitely exaggerates some of the more disturbing elements of the yeah of the of the uh, the manga a bit. But overall, I enjoyed it. I like the characters. I really like the um, dynamics between them. I like how they're all super relatable, even though some of them are not real human beings mm, yeah at all and i love the animation and like art like i just yeah. i love the like the bizarre like animation transitions and like yep Comey, how comey has a tendency to like sprint away when she's afraid or like yep. become a tur- sprout cat ears just out of nowhere yeah the, the bug bug eyes are my favorite like mm. <laughs> just the whole thing is wholesome yeah beyond belief but I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to more manga coming out because the manga is like so much farther ahead than the anime is right now. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my thoughts on it. You want to hear mine? I mean, yeah. Okay. Um. So I mean, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um. But it definitely made me realize like I watch shonen shows and like shows with action for a reason. I don't really go towards the romance. Um, even, like, like Slice of Life, I'm just, I'm not really into the huge high school shows. Um, but I did think it was a good show. Like, I'd give it, like, a 7.5 or 8 out of 10. Um, but it's, like, I honestly think it's just, like, it's not, like, a show for me anymore. Like, when I was younger and in, like, high school when I was first watching anime, I would have eaten this shit up. Like, I would have loved it. 
But now, where my tastes have really changed, um, it's not necessarily the show for me. I'll definitely finish it, um, since, like, I started watching it. I definitely want to finish it. Um, but it might be, like, one of those shows that, like, I put on while I'm doing something else. Yeah. Um, because I just, to be honest, I just couldn't keep my focus during it. Like, um, but I think that's just because, like, my shows that I watch, like, One Piece, JoJo's, that time I was reincarnated as a slime, like, My Hero Academia, One Punch Man, they're all action, there's all a lot of things going on, there's fight scenes, there's stuff like that. So I think it's just more, my taste is, taste has shifted, but I'll definitely finish it at some point, Tillard. Uh, I'll definitely finish it at some point, um, but it'll, it's definitely a show that, like, it's not for me. It's for you. A one and done. Yeah, it's not for me. It's for you. But I can still appreciate it because there's definitely moments where I related to it. It has strong characters. The problem with a lot of these slice of lives is that you don't give a shit about the characters. Yeah. Or they're overtly fan servicey, which I don't. I I'm tired of. No. Yeah. Um, this one is not fan servicey at all, despite some weirdos on the internet. But no, it really wasn't. Which is, I think, why I couldn't. That's why I will finish it. Um, like compared to other slice of life shows where I like can't even finish it. Um, but I definitely, I wasn't bored. Like, mm. I definitely wasn't bored watching it. Like, the humor to be honest, was really true. good. To be honest, too, the story doesn't pick up till, the anime hasn't even really got to the point where the story really starts to pick up. Yeah. Like, no. the beginning's a bit slow. I think, like, um, we were kind of talking about it, like, a future arc you kept referencing. I think I'll get more into it. Um, but for now, I'll definitely finish it, but it's definitely... Not a top priority. It's not, yeah. I... I would put re- I'd probably rewatch One Piece well, before I finish. You'll Golden rewatch Man. One Piece before a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, but that's because it's just my favorite, and I love that. Yeah. Show so. Yep. But I don't think it's bad. I think it's a really good show, and I think it's very relatable, especially mm. to um, a lot of people nowadays oh, who yeah. struggle with social anxiety. I believe I've read the shows actually more. The manga and show are actually have a higher popularity. They it so, took off more in America than it did in Japan. And I think it's really understandable because. I think it's just more, not, I guess it's more socially accepted here in that, like, a lot of people struggle with this, so mm. I think a lot of people relate to it. Because I know I, I, like I said, I related to a bunch of scenes in there, like, you know, sometimes you just get so anxious over, like, little things, mm. and you just, like, you can't control it, but you try, and you try and like, yeah. make changes, so definitely. I think it was definitely very well done, and I, I will finish it. And I probably will watch season two as well. Um, but the, it definitely I, won't be, like, my priority show. I will say, though, I love the art style and the music. Uh, oh, yeah. Music the particular. art style is in the music it's very good. And the art is very faithful to the manga. I mean, the manga is a bit more stylized at points, but, I mean, most manga are. Like, I think one of my favorite scenes is when, like, um, Komi and Tadano were, like, originally communicating with the, the chalkboard. chalkboard. The chalkboard the scene is one of the most important. And the music is kind of playing in the background. And it was just, like, a very pretty nice scene so i definitely could appreciate there are that. some more great ones later on in the show mm. as well but um anyways guys before we start our hunter before alex goes into her thoughts on hunter hunter we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back Woo! And we're back. We're back. So now we're gonna continue on to our. Se- <laughs> like, sorry, Tilly just scared me. Um, we're gonna continue on with our second show that we wanted to discuss, and this time it's Hunter Hunter, yes. a show that is 
significantly different from Coney. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Hunter x Hunter is a very different show. Um, it was written by uh, Yoshi... Yoshihiro Togashi, who also created... Was the um, creator of Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho. The manga originally started in 1998 and is still going to the present, but currently it's on hold due to um, health issues from the mangaka. So it's actually kind of interesting to reflect on because we really don't know what's going to happen with the manga because um, from all we've heard from the health issues is that his wife is actually the mangaka for Sailor Moon. So she's actually been learning to do his drawing style because she may have to take over someday and finish it out. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting and it's a little sad. So um, I haven't watched it in a while, so it was kind of nice to go back and rewatch it. So the anime is kind of interesting. So in uh, two in nineteen ninety nine through um, in October nineteen ninety nine through March two thousand one. Hunter Hunter was originally adapted into a 62 anime anime series. Um, I'm actually surprised it went that long, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, and then there was also, like, um, some OVAs as well, um, which totaled to, like, 30 episodes. Um, and then in 2011 to 2014, they created a brand new version with updated animation, um, much, and also updated animation, and it continued through the manga, because I believe it stopped because the manga was, it they ran up. out of, it's kind of like what happened with Black Clover, where they ran out of or, manga. Or uh, Inuyasha. Or Inuyasha, where they ran out of manga. And Although, unlike Inuyasha, they didn't restart from scratch when they came back. Yeah. Um, Hunter Hunter, well, I think Hunter Hunter's reason for restarting from scratch was, it was several years later, I mean, ten years later, since it mm. finished in 2001. And the anime quality um, did get, animation quality has gotten so much better through time. Um, so they decided to do that. Um, and it honestly was a great decision because it really brought a resurgence into the series and um, a lot of the fan base. So the main plot follows um, a young boy named Gon, Gon Freaks. Um, and the first episode starts out with Gon on his home island and he's actually fishing to catch this giant, like, bog, they call it, like, the bog master or mm-hmm. something. Um, and he made a deal with his aunt, who he lives with, that if he caught the giant, the bog monster of the lake, he would be able to go and take the hunter exam. So, this whole world is kind of centered around these things called hunters, which they're, like, licensed members of, like, society who are able to, like, track down secret treasures, rare beasts, or even other individuals. Mm-hmm. So, um, and hunters basically are able, like, they have a lot of, like, freedom. <laughs> Sorry, there's a car roaring its engine right now, if you hear that in the background. So, they're able to, like, if you're a hunter, you're actually able to get, well, one, like, a lot of money, but also you get, like, a lot of free passes. So, if you go to, you can go to other areas that not everyone could potentially go to as well as get like free lodging and everything so if you could become a hunter it's a pretty good deal so everyone kind of becomes a hunter for their own reason whether they are treasure hunters rare beast hunters there's even like we didn't get to it but there's even like gourmet hunters which are hunters that hunt for gourmet food um which is cool so anyone can kind of be a hunter but going back to gone he was challenged he said he could um he can leave the island if he is able to catch, like, the bog beast. And the 
Bog Beast was actually caught by his father when he was the same age as mm-hmm. him. And Gon's father, um, Jean, is also a hunter. Um, but unfortunately, Gon never got to know his father. He was raised by his aunt, so he literally knows nothing about him besides that he's a hunter. So Gon's whole goal of becoming a hunter is to honestly understand his father and potentially meet him. Which is, like, really wholesome. I mean, like, not wholesome, but, like, he just wants to know who his father is and kind of, like, learn more about himself Mm. as well along the way. So, after Gon catches the, um, catches the sea bog beast thing, I can't remember, he ends up leaving for the hunter hunter exam. And their first, his first kind of stop on the way to becoming a hunter is he has to take a boat because he lives on a remote island. So he gets on the boat, and mm-hmm. on the boat he meets two people. He meets uh, Kuropika and um, Leorio, which are two characters that will be very involved in the story as it goes on. They had very defined designs, so clearly they were <laughs> Yeah. That's one thing you'll be able to notice with the show, is that like if they're an important character, they usually have a very defined design, but also like a nice, pleasing design, too. I feel like a lot of the background characters you could tell were kind of ugly and stuff. <laughs> or something like that. So, um, they go on the boat, and um, they're, like, the boat ends up actually being, like, kind a of, of a, a part of the test. Like, it's basically, like, they're seeing if you're even qualified to even get to the test at this point. Because to be a hunter, it is not easy. It's really hard, and... You could die. That's basically how they put it. Like, Yeah, there's a good chance you might die. There's a good chance you might die. So, um, as they're on the boat, um, each, like, the boat is like a test. So, what happens is, like, Gon's on the deck and he's like, hmm, Gon has, like, this weird sense of smell. He has a really great sense of smell um, and, like, taste. And he is on the boat and he's like, hmm, that's weird. And he, like, alerts the captain that it's like, there's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. I can smell it in the air. And it's kind of the smelling thing is, like, kind of something that will follow throughout. Um, and it helps gone a lot. So the captain's like, oh, okay, awesome. And in his mind, the gears are turning and he's realizing, though, this is Gene Freak's kid. Yeah. Um, which is cool because um, Gon's father is, like, a notoriously famous hunter. So... Everyone knows him, but gone, basically. Yeah. Um, which is it was really interesting. So, the storm's happening, and everyone goes below deck, and you'll see that Leorio, Kurapika, and Gon are all fine. So, everyone else on the ship is basically, like, keeled over sick from, like, seasickness and stuff. So, basically, all those people, they don't even get the chance to take the hunter exam mm. at this point. They've already been disqualified. So... That means just only the three of them are technically qualified. Um, so the captain is bringing them onto the boat with them into the captain's quarters, and he asks he asks them why they want to be a hunter. Mm. And gone being gone, it's just like, oh, I want to be a hunter because I really want to know my dad. I want to understand him. My dad's a hunter, and I want to follow in his footsteps and meet him, uh, which is really wholesome. But Kurapika... Gone really and, thinks differently than everyone else in the show, which yeah. is pretty interesting. Gone is like a very wholesome open-minded character Mm. he's very interesting and um he's very like he's very emotional too like to the heart and you didn't see it as much yet but as the series goes on you'll really see it in Mm. the future um 
So anyways, Kurapika and Leorio refuse to tell the reason why they're going on the boat. And they actually end up arguing with each other and eventually leave to go fight on the boat. And Gon's just like, and the captain is trying to stop them, but Gon's like, no, like, when we're emotional, like, you need to sometimes, like, let it out. Obviously, they're both emotional, they need to understand, so fighting it out will make them understand why, like, why they're feeling what they're feeling. So they go and fight it out. Gon goes up on deck two, and what's happening is, um, a, I think it was like a giant, it was like a upstream or something, like, a water spout was happening, so they had to, like, maneuver the ship away, had to turn up the sails and stuff, and so Gon goes out to help the crew, but as that's happening, and Kurapika and Leoria are about to fight, one of the crewman, crewmates goes overboard, and they try and catch him, but they miss. But thankfully, Gon's there, and he mm-hmm. jumps out, and they're able to reach out to Gon, who's then able to pull him up. And after that, like, after working together, and Gon being gone, just being upbeat and happy, um, they're able to resolve their issues and, like, move on. Which was really wholesome. Mm. It was a cool character moment, because it really, it did establish that all these guys actually are decent people, mm. but they all have very different viewpoints. Yeah. And they also have very hidden depths, like, um, who's the guy in the suit again? Leorio. Leorio, like, hides what he actually is, like, his real reason for being a hunter. Yeah. Like, he's very dead set on not coming off as a good guy at yeah. first. Um, so kind of after that, they end up chatting with the captain again, and they end up telling why they want to do it, and Leorio goes, oh, I want to do it for money. I want to be rich, rich, rich. And mm-hmm. it's not his true... Well, it is his true reason, but there's more behind it that you'll find out later into the episode. Um, and Kurapika's reason is that he was actually the last remaining member of his clan, the Kurta clan. Um, and he wants to become a hunter to avenge his clan. Mm. Um, and you find out a little more about that later. But after that, the crew... Um, the group goes into the town, and they have to end up finding their way to the actual hunter exam. Because it's not, like, straightforward. You have to find it, and there's also these guides on your way, Mm -hmm. which the captain of the boat was a guide. And then the next guide is this woman and, like, these, like, um, cloaked people. And they basically, like, ask questions. Um, and if you answer it correctly, like, the answer they want to hear, then, um then you can, they'll guide you to the next portion of the exam. Mm-hmm. But if not, they'll let you pass, and they'll basically, nev- you'll never find it. Um, you need these guides to end up going. So, Leorio, um, Kurapika, and Gon all pass, all pass the question. Um, and Gon's really wholesome, and he's like, I'm still thinking about it. He's like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. It's like, because, and like, the whole point is you have to think about it is that, like, you will end up, if you choose to be a hunter, you will end up in this situation. So, it was pretty interesting um, to see. And then after that, their next portion is they're guided to this area with these um, magical beasts. Um, I don't remember what they were called off the top of my head. I'm not yeah, going to lie. they were like these weird, um, like... They kind of, you know what they kind of looked like to me? They kind of looked like Kyo's, um... <laughs> Uh, the monster form. Monster yeah, form. I guess they if it was so lightly like cleaned up and if prettier. cleaned up and like not as scary, they kind of looked like that. Um, but their next test is like basically like um they're like these shape shifting creatures and they first come across um this woman and like supposed to be her husband, um, and they were like attacked by these magical beasts and 
they have to figure out that like oh like this is a setup and this is a test so one of the things was like one of the the female said she was married but she was actually wearing a tattoo that showed that she had a vow of purity like of chastity so they had to figure out that and then gone was actually able to tell apart which person was which Mm -hmm. um well, which creature was which? Um, and he was like, oh, you're a completely different person. And it made the magical beast so happy because no one ever really recognizes that they're different because they look identical to us, at least, or mm. everyone else. Um, and then Leorio's thing was that um, the husband, husband, not really, was hurt, so he was standing by to help them and make sure that they were okay. So they end up passing that test, and they end up being guided to the actual hunter exam, um, which is pretty funny. So they're going through the city, and it looks like they're going to this like nice and fancy building, and they're like, "Wow, this is awesome! Like this is great hunter material." And then the guy goes, "Oh, wait a minute, that's not the building, guys!" And it points to this crappy yeah, this rundown restaurant thing that was like, "What is that?" <laughs> next to the door. So they're all disappointed, and they go through, um, and they're all just like, mur, 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 all grumpily, and they go through the restaurant. And as they go through the restaurant, um, the owner goes, oh, table table three, and they like do this little kind of back and forth, and it's like a secret code. And basically, they get brought to the back room. And <laughs> one thing Gon does is he's like, where's the food? When are we getting the food? And they're like, you idiot. Like, this is a secret code. This is how we're getting to the Hunter Museum. Um, and, uh, Gon shakes, um, their guide's hands and thanks him. And then the guide goes, well, I hope to help you next year. Basically insinuating, um, which leads to that the hunter exam only, it's like one in every three years does like a first time applicant pass the hunter exam. Mm -hmm. So all three of these characters are going to the hunter exam with basically like the mindset that like, not the mindset, but with the background that only one in three chances like one in three years that you're gonna pass if you even come back so they're in this room and they soon realize that it's an elevator as it starts dropping down and then as it drops down they end up going into this room where all the other examinees are and everyone's kind of silent not talking to each other and gone being gone goes hi "Hi, everyone and everyone else just (laughs) gives him the look ignores him and he's like oh so (laughs) <laughs> they go on in, and um, one of the characters that com- comes up to them is a character named Tompa. And Tompa is known as the Rookie Crusher. He's taken the exam 35 times, and he's never passed. But he does it on purpose. He doesn't want to pass. He just wants to go and crush out the rookies. Um, but it's actually kind of a good thing, too, I guess, because, I mean, there's some people that, that go, like, there was one guy, he's like, and Nicholas. <laughs> he was so mad at Nicholas. Um, which was like a kid with a laptop. Oh yeah, the, who, like, the super like smart, smart, super ass smart one. guy. But it comes back to bite him because yeah, he might have been really smart, but you can't expect anything, any logic when it comes to the hunter exam. So he quickly gets crushed. Um, but one of the things Tompa does is he gives them all juice in a can, and he's but secretly in the can there's laxatives in it. So if they drink it, they're basically going to be out for the exam. Um, so Gon is the one who takes the first sip and he immediately spits it out because, once again, Gon has an incredible taste of, um, sense sense of of taste taste, and smell, um, which are basically intertwined and he's like, hmm, it tastes funny. 
And Tompa's like, what the heck? Like, in his mind, he's like, what the heck? Like, it's a flavorless laxative. They should never have this happen. But Gon has those secrets, like, those awesome skills that help him out. So the rest of them dump the juice and they don't drink it and they're all set. Um, and then you're kind of introduced to the next main character whose name is Killua. And Killua, um, <laughs> is introduced by, he's just drinking the juice because, uh, <laughs> Killua grew up in a family of assassins. So basically, he's been around poison his whole life that he was trained to basically be immune to poison. Um, so he's just chugging it and he basically mm-hmm. tells Tampa off. So eventually, the hunter exam begins, and they're introduced to, um, they're introduced to, I can't remember what his name... The purple-haired guy, right? Yeah, the purple-haired guy. Who doesn't have a mouth, he talks via mustache. Yeah, he talks via mustache, I'm brain-farting his name right now. Um, but he basically, um, like, is the, each examiner is a hunter, um, in his own right, and the exam is different every single year, because another character that's introduced is... Hisoka, he's a Hisoka, which is a pretty uh, infamous character, and he's a very reoccurring character. Yes. But uh, Hisoka took the exam last year and almost killed one of the examiners. Um, and and everyone else's mind is like, why the heck is this guy here? Like he almost killed someone he shouldn't be here. But hundred exam, there's no rules about it. If the hundred, if the examiner says they can be there, they can be there. So. He's basically there. So the first test is they basically have to walk through a tunnel. And I believe it was like a hundred and something kilometer run walk or something. And uh, it starts out with a walk. But then quickly the examiner gets up his pace. And it's yeah, really I love, funny. I love his goofy walk. His like, walk is like. He's, he's like got a strut. He's got like. He has really long legs and he just swings them. So eventually it just becomes a race. Um, and kind of like what I was saying earlier, one of the characters, Nicholas, he only calculated that it would be a 40-kilometer walk. <laughs> well, he was very wrong. Um, so he kind of got cocky and started running to get to the front and then soon quickly realized that, yeah, this ain't a 40-kilometer walk, and he used all his energy. Um, and then he disappeared, never to be seen. <laughs> never to be seen again. Nope, he was just a one-off character to show... The 100 exam means business. Mm -hmm. So it's basically, it's not only an endurance test, but it's also a mind test because you don't know how long you're going for. You don't know. It's like the panic is setting in and everything. So at one point, Leorio feels like he's going to, like, give up. But then suddenly he's like, screw that, and just starts sprinting and, like, takes off his shirt and just is wearing his tie and looks ridiculous. Um... But also before that, Gon and Killua have their kind of first introduction because at this point they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and these two become very quick, fast friends as they're both like the same age. Um, so Killua is originally <laughs> on his skateboard but then stops to hang out with Gon and talk to Gon the whole time. Um, and they end up just having a great time. They're just having fun and they end up turning it into a race at one point. Mm-hmm. Um but partially the way through, Kurapika is chatting with Leorio and asking him, okay, like, your reason can't just be money. Like, money is not just the only reason, like, you're doing this. And he first explains his true reasoning behind why he is doing it. And as you, I said earlier, he was part of the Karta clan who all were killed. But the reason they were killed is because the Karta clan has these infamous scarlet eyes. 
and when they're at the height of their emotion, their eyes will glow scarlet. Um, and it's supposed to be the most beautiful color in the world that people will literally kill them just to get those eyes like that forever and have mm. them on display. So they, his whole family was killed by this infamous band called the Phantom Troop. And the Phantom Troop will be pretty important characters later on. Um, you'll actually get to meet them. And Kurapika's goal is he wants to get, is to basically get revenge on the Phantom Troop. Um, and to do that, he has to be a hunter. Um, and he kind of has to become the hunter he would never want to be. But he's putting away his pride because, like, he wants to avenge his family, but also potentially get all the, collect all the red scarlet mm-hmm. eyes. Um, and then after that, Leorio kind of, um discusses his true reasoning which was in his mindset is that in the world you need he grew up in a poor area and he had a childhood friend who was very sick and at first he thought oh i can become a doctor so i can cure this but in the end his friend had a very curable disease but they didn't have money so they couldn't afford the surgery so he died so that kind of became in his mind he's like well if i have money i can do anything Mm -hmm. i can pay for the surgery i can do this so that's why he really wants to become it and both of the characters you can really like are very like compassionate characters so you feel their emotion you feel really bad for them and you understand their reasoning for becoming a hunter so eventually they get to a set of stairs and then it's like the last couple minutes and Gon and Killua are the first to cross the line and they end up arguing with each other like because they made a bet that whoever made it first had to buy the other's dinner Mm -hmm. and the examiner goes well you crossed at the same time so they end up going, all right, Gun goes, all right, I'll buy you, you dinner, dinner and you, you buy, buy me dinner. dinner. And Killua's like, that makes no sense. Um, <laughs> which was a really cute scene. And then eventually everyone else catches up to them and they wait at the top of the stairs and um, the next phase of the exam will begin. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually, it's currently like still, they're in the first trial, but they're in like, it's like a two-part of phase. They made it through the tunnel and now they have to make it through this um, foggy swamp. And there's a lot of creatures in there that are going to help, like, make it a lot harder for them. So their goal is they have to get through it and keep up with the examiner. Um, and through that, you're able to see more interaction with the characters. Like, you're able to see um, Hisoka is a very dangerous character. Mm-hmm. At one point, like, um, there's, like, this group of other people who take the exam... And they decide, well, they've already decided that they're going to fail. So they want to kill Hisoka because he sh- they believe he shouldn't be a hunter. But then Hisoka ends up killing them all, like, instantly. Because he is very overpowered right now. Like, currently, like, he could probably... He's on the level probably with the examiners at mm-hmm. this moment. And you'll find out his reasonings for being a hunter in the future. But basically you see that and kind of where it ends off is that they end up, they all end up getting through the, um, getting through the maze. They all have an encounter with Hisoka, but Hisoka doesn't kill them. He spares them because he kind of sees potential in them. Mm. Because you don't know it now, but Hisoka's main drive is he wants to fight. He loves to fight and he loves to fight people that will be an interesting fight. And he believes all of them will be interesting to fight in the future. So, he, like, leaves them alone. Um, so, 
that's basically kind of where we ended off, and eventually it's going to switch to the next phase of the exam. Yeah, where it kind of, like, continues. I mean, overall watching it, it was definitely, like, one of the... It went by quick, like, I will say. Yeah. Like, it had a very fast pace to it. Oh, yeah. Like, um... Because I remember the first episode, like, we watched, like, the, the midway, like, uh... Because you know how all anime have that midway bumper cut thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, the bumper popped up, and I was like, already? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang. No, it's a very quick-paced show, um, I will say. A very quick pace, um... But I, I really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite shows, and it only gets better and better, like, as they become hunters, because... Technically, we haven't even gotten into the main power system of the show, mm. which you don't even get get into until after they get their license. So, and it, and I think even the license exam is super interesting and really entertaining, but it only gets better and better mm. after that. So I definitely recommend you finish it. I, I'll get if to you it. Have time. So I have to watch a Yu Hakusho first. That's like been on yeah. the freaking like I can't watch Hunter Hunter and not watch a Yu Hakusho first. <laughs> I watched Hunter yeah. Hunter, not that. Especially because I've watched, I've already started Yu Yu Hakusho. I just have to oh, finish okay. it. Yeah, that's understandable. There's just a lot of episodes. Oh yeah, no, there's a ton. Of both. Mean, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. Of I both. have other shows I really want to watch too. Mm. It's a conundrum we're in these days. Yeah, so much to watch, not, not enough time to time. watch it. But yeah, I like the art was cool. The voice acting was really good. The dub was particularly really well done. Yeah, the voice acting is very nice in the show. It's very pleasant. Mm. Clean animation, fun soundtrack. I like the the story it's going for. Like I definitely see a lot of like because I I've seen a lot of Yu Hakusho. I already know the I can see that it's clearly the same guy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Got to get around to it at some point. Yeah. Definitely. It looks I definitely cool. recommend. I definitely think, like, especially, like, my favorite arc is the Chimera Ant arc, and that is where, well, that's where it gets really interesting. It does get a little gory, but it gets really good at that point. I've seen Akira. I've seen that. Yeah, no, Gore no, doesn't no. bother me yeah. in anime. No, it, it gets very good, though. Like, I think I'm going to rewatch Hunter x Hunter after I finish. I'm watching Goblin Slayer again right now, so after yeah. that, I think I'm going to catch back up with Hunter x Hunter again. Gotcha. Yeah, well, anyways, though, I mean, I enjoyed it. I do like how freaking polar opposites these shows are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the part reason why we started this yeah. wonderful, wonderful swapping series. Well, it's just, it's fun to do because, like, we have very different, like, tastes as we've discovered. It's like, ironic that Inuyasha and One Piece was probably the closest we've had in terms no, of show yeah, diversity. No, yeah, and they really aren't similar at all. No, but they're both shonen style. Yeah. Inuyasha's more of a... Shonen-esque, yeah. But it is interesting, like, our taste difference. And, yeah. um, and it's fun watching two things that are complete polar opposites to each other. Oh, yeah. It's definitely fun. We got a couple more planned with this. Uh, yeah, those are really good ones. pretty far in the future, though, because mm-hmm. I want to spread these out because I don't want to oh, yeah. spam the people with anime. No, most definitely. No, we're definitely spamming them out. Um, but it's definitely fun to do because, like, we always tell each other, it's like, oh, you got to watch this, you got to watch this, and this kind of forces us to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is nice. <laughs> yep. Well, anyways, that one was pretty fun. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that so. one. It was a good one. Mm. Tillard was only a little crazy for Yeah, a she wasn't bit. super... Oh, she's like, ooh, do you want me to join? Ooh, do you want me to join? She's looking at her like, no, I'm good. Yeah. 
But anyways, guys, once again, thank you for joining us on the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. The Gaming and Collecting Podcast is made on Anchor Podcasts, and you can find, you can find our show on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on Good Pods. And uh, the episodes do eventually come out on YouTube. It all depends on whenever I can get around to getting them done. Yay. But anyways, guys, once again, thanks for listening, and we will see you all next time.